Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Kayla, you had an amazing game. You're a great player. But you got to put some respect on LSU. You got to put some respect on my name. And you got to put some respect on Coach Kiyomoki. Thank you, Coach. Were you sitting on the... Oh, I was waiting. How long were you sitting on I the... I tell you, I was waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> Me? At what point were you waiting to pull out this? Man. This kind of a Caitlin Clark. Hey, Caitlin Clark is a hell of a Incredible. player. Incredible. Player, for sure. But I don't take disrespect lightly. And she disrespected Alexis. And my girls, South Carolina, they still my SEC girls, too. But y'all not going to disrespect them either, so... I had, I mean, I wanted to pick her pocket, but I, I had a moment at the end of the game, and that was just, I was in my bag. I was in my moment. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, all year I was critiqued about who I was. Nobody, I don't, yeah, yeah, the narrative, I don't fit the narrative. I don't fit in the box that y'all want me to be in. I'm too hood. I'm too ghetto. Y'all told me that all year. But when other people do it, Y'all don't say nothing. So this was for the girls that look like me, that gonna, that's going to speak up on what they, they believe in. It's unapologetically you. And that's what I did it for tonight. This was for the more than, it was bigger than me tonight. It was bigger than me. Twitter is going to go in a rage every time. And, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I feel like I've grown, helped grow women's basketball this year. I'm super happy and excited. So I'm looking forward to celebrating in the next season. Welcome. It's not just Michael and Michael, but it's Natalie joining because we have a lot to talk about. You heard from the woman. So I think it's only right that a woman be up here to have this conversation with you guys. Uh, That was Angel Reese. That was Alexis Morris. That was just all of the LSU players speaking and talking about their reaction to winning, but also how the media has treated them, which has been a constant theme, not just of the Final Four, not just um, of the, the, the championship game, but all season. Angel Reese has been dealing with it. Dawn Staley has been speaking out about it all year in terms of um, coverage of women's basketball, but also the coverage of her team specifically. And this has been a thing that we've talked about on the show. I've addressed it and we've had guests on to address it. So now the world got to see it. They got to see it because after LSU won, after LSU won, and this is what we should be talking about. We should be talking about LSU winning and 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 the fact that they dominated. But instead, or also we have to talk about the treatment and the commentary on Angel Reese after the game because she decided to taunt Caitlin Clark because she won. And the commentary that ensued afterwards was problematic. Well, what was so problematic? Now, stay right there. Stay right on that curb. Keep the car running. Natalie, you're okay. doing a great job. Uh, <laughs> what, what was so problematic? Uh, about the commentary and problematic from whom and problematic why let's let's get into that sure well I actually shouldn't even um, 
I shouldn't sanitize it. It was racist commentary is actually what it was. Ooh, like we it. heard a lot okay. of All right. dog whistles, a lot of coded language. So um, we heard classless. That was a common one that was used to 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 show or to describe her an idiot. I'm, I'm removing some curse words that were used were used to describe her. Um, what else? Yeah, the idiot. Um, the- the garbage. idiot one was interesting. The idiot, idiot one was interesting because I didn't know if he was talking about somebody else or talking about himself. Probably <laughs> talking about himself. Yeah. Uh, with, with that. Mean, but but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, garbage. I mean, these were the way grown white men were choosing to describe young black girls. There you have it. Dave Portnoy, like he has no business speaking about class. Um, Keith Oberman, as we already said what he said, and garbage. I mean, look at the words used to describe this young black woman. Doing a taunt, by the way, that Caitlin Clark herself did in earlier games where it was celebrated and we said we love that women do these things. And yet this is how Angel Reese was described afterwards. But you know what I love about Angel Reese? She is unapologetic. She has been unapologetic all season. And so she doesn't care about how you describe her. And that's why she said, this is for the girls who look like me. This was bigger than me. And I'm so happy that she said that. And I stand behind her. And I know many of us do. Yeah, you know, Mike, I I don't know how you feel about this. I mean, there's a lot to to get into uh, with this tournament. Uh, First of all, the tournament, women's tournament was remarkable. It was remarkable in the product, uh, the ratings, backed it up just a lot of entertainment a lot of great competitive games uh the favorite did not win i was rooting for south carolina i'll tell you that up front i thought they were going to go back to back national championships but iowa did an amazing job on friday night uh locking them down and getting them to play a game that they really didn't want to play so uh props to iowa and caitlin clark clark on, on friday night but give it up to lsu and angel reese and friends uh, on Sunday afternoon, they really, even when Iowa made that run, made it look like uh, they were going to come back and cut it to like seven or eight, then LSU put them away. But I, I want to say to both of you, you know, just watching women's basketball, as you, as I've said many times, I, I continue to shout out my family. As I said many times, my cousin, Nikesha Sales, was on an undefeated national championship team in UConn in 1995. And I covered that team. I saw many of their games and at that time, not just women's basketball, but women's sports. So they were undefeated in 95. The 1999 US women's national soccer team with with Mia Hamm and others. uh, They were all they were all celebrated, but they were celebrated not as their competitiveness. The dog that they had in them was minimized. And it was almost like this cutesy. It was pandering. It was condescending. As I look at it in retrospect, the coverage was condescending. They weren't focused. Their their athletic feats were not emphasized enough. It was more like this cute little thing. And and the sport has grown. The commentary needs to grow up. Dave Portnoy, grow up. Keith Oberman, grow up. You, you're not you're not talking about little girls playing basketball as like some little side alternative. This is a good product. They, they are they're taking it to the next level. The game is different. The NIL um, components from some of the women outweighs the men significantly. 
So they're good on the court. They're good off the court. And when we watch men play and we see them do all sorts of things, all sorts of antics, regardless of their race, we ain't got nothing to say about it or very little to say about it. And all she did was point to her point to her ring and then throw back Mike to Caitlin Clark. What Clark had already done earlier in the tournament. What are we talking about? What's the problem here? I don't understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's ironic that the double double queen is not a face of, of uh, double standards. Um, I'm gonna tell you, man. I loved it. I loved everything about last night. I loved everything, even the toxicity. I loved it all. I, I, I because it was necessary. You know, first of all, shout out to LSU, phenomenal performance. Congratulations, LSU. First, it is a school that has Shaquille O'Neal and Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, previously known as Chris Jackson. First national championship in school history, right? So, and Pete Maravich. I got to tell you. And Pistol and, Pete. And Pete Maravich. And Pistol Pete. And Pistol Pete. I grew up on Shaq and, and Chris Jackson, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. But yes, and Pistol Pete. So, shout out to LSU. And you're right, Natalie. That's what we should be talking about. But as we talked about last week, this is growth. This is growth because what I saw yesterday, both on the court and on social media, was passion, was investment. And the more emotionally invested people are in this great game, the more financially invested people will become in this great game and in these great women. Listen, man, the thing I like about Angel Reese and she's consistent. And Michael, yeah. you remember I got in some trouble because remember I came to the defense of Shakira Richardson uh, last summer. I was like, yeah, yeah, keep I it, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm all for people that keep that same, keep that energy. same energy, that same okay. energy. Right. <laughs> so, so Angel Reese, this is for see, but for the casuals and for the people that only tune in for the Final Four, even the final. They don't know this about her. This is who she is. This is who she's been. This is who she's always going to be. In a word, Natalie, you're right. Unapologetic, right? So I love that about Angel Reese. Secondly, Caitlin Clark doesn't need anybody to protect her. She's doing just fine. And if she can, and I'm sure she would say, if she can dish it, she can take it. She did it to Haley Van Lith. So this is what goes around comes around. Now, whether you feel like it was classless or it was unsportsmanlike. Listen, man, this is sports, okay? Like this is this is we have we have right. we have long this this feels so much. I thought we were past this for women because this is Serena Williams. I mean, we have had this conversation so many times about women in sports and what's the proper behavior for women because as we all as we've all said, guys do this kind of thing all the time. But what we also see all the time in men's sports is the racial double standard because a Tom Brady can go off on the sideline and his coaches and teammates and his leadership, but a black right. wide receiver or quarterback goes off and he's being a diva. Okay. Right. So in this instance, the double standard is clear and I'm, I'm I enjoyed and appreciated. I mean, obviously poor uh, foul language and name calling notwithstanding. I enjoy people further exposing themselves. And I enjoyed people checking them right where they were on this issue. Like all last night and all this morning hey, there has been a lot so, of people. So Mike, so yeah. Mike, you're saying they've been consistent too. They're they're, they're keeping the same too. energy Michael, too. Michael, you know you know the phrase that's been in my head uh, since last week is learned and affirmed. 
Shout out to our boy Jim yeah. Trotter. Learned and affirmed. Lessons learned and affirmed. Like these folks ain't telling us nothing we didn't already know. There's there are no new things under the sun when it comes to double standards for black people, double standards for women, and quadruple standards for black women. Okay, so this was all this right. was, this was not a new conversation. This is an ongoing conversation. But here's the difference. Here's the difference about this weekend because I thought we would come in here today talking about the final and then talking about Dawn Staley, who we'll get to in more detail in a moment. But the but the theme with what Dawn Staley had to say, the theme of what Angel Reese had to say is like, they're not just going to sit here and take it anymore. These these black women are fed the F up. Yes. Okay? They, they, they hear yes. you, they see you, and they ain't just going to sit there and take it quietly. So as, as Angel said, this was bigger than her. She had this whole thing saved in drafts because and, and it's and, and what Dawn Staley had to say about the coverage of South Carolina and what you guys discussed Natalie as you mentioned and what Angel did on the court was all nothing happens in a vacuum just like everybody is bringing their baggage to the conversation on social media and in public. These young women brought a season's worth of frustration, especially Angel brought a season's worth of frustration and took it out on Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark, who they felt like, wait a second, they've been watching do all the same stuff that she does and, and be praised for it. Again, that's not new. So this was something that, as she said, she couldn't wait to get off her chest. They couldn't wait to say, and I and I can't wait for next year because I'm enjoying it, and this is not good for the game. This is great for the game. This, this was is great for the game. And this was it's and great. this was talk this was and this is toxic but healthy conversation or, or debate. Even even if some people are not going to be swayed from what they are from where they are, or they're not going to change, and some things will never change. I don't know but about that. I, let me push back. I, Hold on, let me push back. Where's it? Where's the healthy? Where's the healthy conversation? Coming from, I mean, if, just, call, if just, call, are, just calling it out, just holding people accountable, just calling it oh, out. Okay, just, I guess just not, just, okay. just yeah, not, sure. let, just not letting it slide. Like Dawn Staley did not. She said she was going to say what she what she had to say, win or lose, regardless. Yeah. Right. In in the past, that's the the reason why misogyny and sexism and racism were well, not the reason, but part of the reason why it's so rampant and it's and it's so systemic is for so long it's gone unchecked. What I love about 2023, what I love about Dawn Staley, what I love about Angel Reese is it is not going unchecked. That's what I mean by healthy. Yeah, agreed. That, and that, I loved I loved everybody who were checking people, right? And I appreciate really all the white people who were checking people. And this is one thing that I have to give credit to with the people who are devoted and dedicated to covering women's basketball, who've been in this space, who've been bringing light to it because many of them have been calling out the double standard. Um, WNBA players, Kelsey Plum, I've noticed this before. Mm -hmm. She has called out the W for their standard because this does not, this bias, this, this distinction in the way white players versus the black players are discussed is not just in college. It is also exists at the W. It exists um, at the professional level. It exists so, in every workplace in yes, America. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 nothing, and you know what, I, but you know what? I I'm just, so just glad. Like, nothing could be so blatant, right. though, than them getting so upset 
about what Angel Reese did when it was the exact same thing that Caitlyn did. And when you show the side-by-side -side picture of it or the video of the two of them doing the same thing, now we got the reason why Caitlyn's is different versus, versus Angel. So it, it will just never stop. Even when you put the proof right in front of them, they're telling me, oh, well, you know, she didn't go around and taunt her for as long or she didn't do it for as many seconds or... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's okay, just one of all the right. Third things I've ever yeah, heard. It's crazy. Hey, hey, Natalie, I'm gonna say I'm so glad <laughs> that you all were ahead of this. This was last week. You were ahead of it. We talked about it. We talked about it right here in this space. So it's almost like uh, you are. Maybe this is not where you want to be prophetic because you don't <laughs> want this to happen. But it, it was prophetic. Talked about it, and we and the nation. More eyeballs uh, saw it play out on Sunday afternoon. The last thing I'll say, Mike and Natalie, is I'm going to get me an Angel Reese LSU jersey. <laughs> I'm getting me a jersey. Yeah. I'm getting a jersey. <laughs> Number 10, LSU. I'm rocking it right here on Brother from Another. Good for I them. And I wasn't, and I, wasn't even, I wasn't even rooting for them. I wasn't even rooting for them because oh, of I Monkey. Was. I was. I, I Let me tell oh, you why. Let me just let me tell but you. I was, why. I, after yesterday, after yesterday, I had to, I had to. But I, going into the weekend, I wanted South Carolina all the way. I want, I want to point out something that may not be as apparent to everyone because for people who are many of us who are fans of the sport and and fans of these women, it was actually a tough decision. Like once South Carolina got knocked out. For the culture, that is. It was a tough decision on who to root for because, like, everyone loves Caitlin Clark. She's amazing. But there was a lot going on with Iowa and the fan base and, and in the arena. You know, Natasha Cloud spoke up on it as well as just online. And I don't want to sit here and, like, say the whole Iowa fan base is, is, is bad, but throughout the Final Four and the championship, there were lots of reports of, racism and racist things being said and so but some people don't like Kim either because of her comments on 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 Brittany Griner and other things she has said so a lot of us took the position like we are rooting for the players of LSU and I've been an Angel Reese fan so it was easy to root for them but like there was also this cultural kind of thing like we are not supporting Iowa like shout out to Caitlin Clark she's great but we can't root for them because there really was I mean people just throughout the whole weekend we're we're, yeah. we're saying there are reports well, of things that were said to them in arena and you know there, well, there's a lot of racism at play and we do need to talk about it out loud and and not hide it and in fact i felt like many of the headlines even covering it we're still trying to sanitize sure. it and not talking about the real issue so that's why i want to talk about it i want to be out loud about it and i had no problem supporting angel reese and i also want to point out just one last thing why alexis morris made her comment because a lot of people went at alexis morris and said, oh, you know, like she's attacking Caitlyn and she wasn't. When she said, Caitlyn, you're a hell of a player, but you got to put some respect on our name. That was a message was to the, the media. media, not to yeah. Caitlyn, because yeah. right. the media covered the game as though no other players exist. And, and part yeah. of that was also just they were offended. That's the thing. Like LSU felt disrespected by the way Iowa chose to cover South Carolina. They felt disrespected right. by it. The, and that's the, what the, she the self check gesture. The yeah, self check so gesture. That, 
Alexis, exactly. yeah. there's video of Alexis, there's video of Alexis going to yes. um, outside the locker room to meet with Caitlin Clark saying, exactly. man, she a dog. I can't wait to meet her. Exactly. So the respect, it, the respect is there. The competitive respect is there. But ultimately, they, they, again, these are competitors. Wherever you come down on trash talking or showboating, like trash talking has been a, a part of sports since the beginning, since the dawn of forever. Time, okay. And, and is is so it's like if you if we remove the racial connotations and the racial double standards and even the context of the whole thing and you're just like hey did she go too far some people may not dig it like honestly I mean I, I coach you know y'all know I, I coach yeah, coach uh, AAU basketball if one of my players did it I probably have a problem with it I would probably have a problem with it but I'm not gonna sit up here and tell. Angel Reese, how to be somebody that she's not, because again, this is who she's always been. Okay, and Caitlin Clark. And you have a problem with that man or woman, though, right? You're saying like you wouldn't like that. Yeah, man or yeah, 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 man or woman. Like if, right. if, if one of my boys did that, I'd be like, yo, chill or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But that's but in, in, in the larger grand scheme of things, and when right. it comes to Angel Reese and her persona, this is who she has been consistently. That's a, 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 my, I know I know we're up against it. So two quick things. One, I like what you just said there about trash talk. It's been going on for a long time. I mean, back in the day, Athens was talking trash to Sparta and vice versa. They used to go at it. Okay, that's just <laughs> a, a, as long as we can remember. But I don't know if that the, ended the well people, for Athens. <laughs> it, it probably didn't. But for for those people who have a problem with what they saw yesterday, do they also have a problem with Tyreek Hill going into the end zone saying peace, or guys just kind of like trotting backwards before they get into the end zone and falling in? In basketball, or the too short, the too short uh, move in all sports uh, in, oh, in basketball in the NBA. Too small is my I know. favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's like so. Okay, and if you are okay, I stand corrected. But I don't think you are. I think you're full of it. Other thing is, right. Natalie. I know you're very uh, diplomatic. You're very careful not to paint the entire entire Iowa fan base. With, uh, with with any kind of racist accusations, but isn't it interesting? Uh, was there any Mike? Was there anything with Iowa in race in the news lately? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm starting to see. I'm starting to see here, Iowa. I'm starting to see a pattern because uh, the football team had a lot of issues. They had a lot of issues over the last few years. It's been in the news, and here we go. Here we are again with the players saying, I don't like what's going on here. I'm not accusing you, but I'm watching. You can't I, see I just, me. I just I can see you listen, though. There, there were some you use the word problematic, Natalie, and it was. And a solution is to address it. I just really I don't want to overstate it because whether it's whether it's the University of Tennessee, whether it's Stanford whether it's UConn, obviously, whether it's South Carolina, like women's basketball has been healthy and growing and thriving for a long time. But this weekend really felt like a watershed moment for women's basketball. All of it, all of it, because like the next step in the coverage is when it goes beyond just the novelty of it and the appreciation of it. And we start using women's basketball the way we use other sports, which is as a, as a launching pad for deeper, larger societal conversations. Women's basketball, I've never seen a country, again, not to be hyperbolic, I don't remember seeing a country that's captivated by the women's Final Four 
And I don't think it had anything to do with the men's lack of blue blood. Yeah. It was just good quality teams and storylines and personalities that people were drawn to. And, and this is good. This is an inflection point and a watershed moment for women's basketball. Right. I remember a guy from Golden State doing a good night little gesture. A shimmy? And, ho- or, or a shimmy? and, and holding, up, night, night. holding up his ring. Saying ring. <laughs> Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The truth about our team, okay? It's a good question, okay? Um, we're not bar fighters. We're not thugs. We're not monkeys. We're not street fighters. Um, this team exemplifies how you need to approach basketball on the court and off the court. And I do think that I do think that that's sometimes brought into the game, and it and it and it hurts. Okay, um, and I do think that some of uh, I'm gonna say it because I said I was gonna say it, whether we lost or whether we won. Some of the people in the media, when you're gathering in public, you're saying things about our team, and you're being heard and it's being brought back to me, okay? And these are the people that write nationally for our, for our sport. So you can, you can not like our team, okay? You can not like me, um, but when you say things that you probably should be saying um, in your home on the phone or texting out in public and you're being heard and you are a national writer for our sport, it just confirms, just confirms what, what we already know. So watch what you say when you're in public and you're talking about my team in particular. Just watch what you say about our team because it's wrong. You, you got young lives who are really, if you really knew them, if you really knew them, 
Like you really want to know other players that represent this game. You would think differently. So don't judge us by the color of our skin. Okay? Judge us by how we approach the game. And you may not like how we play the game. May not like it. That's the way we play. That's the way we that's the way I coach. Not changing. We found success in it. And maybe some days, like today, we end up on the losing side of the, the stick. But guess what? We live to see another day. We live to see um, the comeback next year and try to do this again. Because I'm not changing. I'm not changing. But I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Because um, I do have friends in the media, whether you believe it or not. I do have some friends in the media. So for those of you who are at, Whatever, whatever event you were at that was nearby this arena yesterday, um, you were heard, you were overheard talking about our team. Well, Don Staley said it all. Tarika Foster-Brasby, welcome to the show. We appreciate you joining us. Um, you had some thoughts about what Dawn had to say. A lot of people felt she should have called out whoever made these comments. Um, how do yeah, you feel about what you Oh, this is no. Tarika. I think, yeah, Tarika. I, think she, I, think, I think she's frozen. Uh, I think yeah. we had an issue with frozen. Tarika. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we definitely needed to get those names from Dawn. Like, I know she has too much class to call it out. You know, I know she has too much class. To, oh, she got class? Oh, oh, yeah. she, oh, she got class. She got class. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she, and, and she, what did I, yeah. Yeah, she's what did providing that even mean? grace that this individual doesn't deserve. Whoever made those statements, she's yeah. providing them grace yeah. that they do not deserve. But yeah, I mean, Tariqa was definitely one of the people calling for her to call out the names. And, you know, I think many of us wanted that. Mike, you said you wanted it. Yeah, 100%. Because, you know, they needed to, I mean, listen, not only does she have class, and I, I don't know if I don't know if class is necessarily applicable here, but um, I would say I would say it's not it's it wasn't worth it for her to 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 make it that personal. Although I wish I I, I wish she would have, you know what I'm saying? Like the people who need to know know, and her message was well received. I wish she would have embarrassed them and cause them, but that's just me though. You know what I mean? I'm not sitting in that chair. She has to conduct right. herself differently than, than, I, than I can do from the comfort of my home or, or you know, or from my phone. So I, I get why she held back, even though her message was loud and clear. Um, because that's, that's why it's been able to run rampant. Um, and it goes to show what, whatever conversation it is. I mean, like we're, we're members of the media. So, I mean, I'm not, you know, it, it, it pains me to say this sometime, but it's just like, uh, the, the institution that we're a part of uh, is institutionally racist, you know, and, and it's been dominated by the white perspective. It's been dominated by white men. So think about all the conversations. It's almost like, you know, uh, acts of police violence being caught on camera. Think about all the stuff that's not caught on camera. Think about all the conversations that take place and all the perspectives right. that co that color, no pun intended, the coverage of black athletes. It's, again, I referenced Jim Trotter earlier, mm -hmm. Tarika. It's like, that's why Jim is, is like, yo, where are the black people 
you know, who are in charge of the coverage of a majority black league. This is one coach yeah. taking the time to call out one incident of nameless reporters, nameless faithless reporters having problematic, racist, sexist, whatever, whatever com misogynistic conversations about one team. How long has this going on and how rampant is this within mainstream media throughout America when it comes to covering not just women's college basketball, but women in general, black people in general, Tarika? Uh-oh. Uh -oh. We got we got we will not let us be great. The internet has no class today. That internet connection is classless right now. Well, I, I, I was, I'll say this, Mike uh, and, and Natalie. You say you wish Don Staley had called that person out to embarrass them. That is suggesting that that person would be embarrassed by the call out. You know, the, the, these streets are different today. So some people at least are, accountable. are looking for that. At least accountable. Hey, hey, okay, that's true. But some people are looking for that attention. Uh, and I'm yeah. glad she didn't because that, that attention will go the other way. And then she's pro she is unintentionally promoting somebody and bringing yeah. them attention they, they be, yeah. that they, 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 they probably don't deserve. And I want right. to say this, this word that that quote, you know, that quote that has been attributed to many people, Eleanor Roosevelt, and others, you know, the quote, well-behaved women seldom make history. And so I think <laughs> when we talk about class, it depends on who's saying it. I know what you mean when you say it. Yeah. But when some people say, when some people say they have no class, show some class, what they want them to do is just sit down and be predictable and be quiet and be gracious and don't have opinions. Yeah. And don't have personality. I don't want right. to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I know because this is this is a new economy when it comes to sport. It's a newer, fresher, more vibrant, more diverse economy when it comes to sports. The athletes who play our sports got a little more got a little more something than they did 10 years ago. Uh, certainly than they did 20 years ago. So bring it on. I want Dawn Staley to what? say what she has to say. I want Angel Reese to do what she's got to do. Bring it on all of them. So yeah. I, I don't know if class, class is the right class, word. Class has no, but class has been a coded <laughs> word. Um, right. I, I've, I've heard it, but then the it reason why me. they could hide. But the reason why they could hide me a little bit. But the reason why they could hide behind it is it's like, no, I don't. That's that's not what I mean. It's like it's it's a it's perfect cover. You know, I, I, it has nothing to do yeah. with race. It has everything to do with race. It's a it has everything no, to do no, with it never does. How, how, yeah, how you believe we should behave, and, yeah. and, and whether whether or not the way we behave is acceptable or pleasing to you. It's like, ahead, oh, you're very articulate. It, it's a it's a microaggression, yeah. you know, and so. Yeah. I can say that to you guys, and it's, it's different than if someone else says it, and that's just what it is. Uh, you know, it was, um, I don't, you know, it, people had different reactions to what Dawn had to say. For many of us, it was like, we already know this, and we're like yeah. exhausted that she has to say this and repeat this. For some people, um, they felt pain because it's like, why do we have to go through this? And, and, you know, specifically, you know, I, what I felt in that moment was most of my thoughts were with Aaliyah Boston and what she and her teammates have had to deal with, you know, immediately after that game, Aaliyah covered her teammate who was crying 
because she didn't want them to have photos and video of her teammate crying because of how those same kind of photos were used against her a couple of years ago when they lost in the final four. And that image of her just kept being reused and reused. And it was traumatic, it was triggering, it was painful. And I mean, it, it, it was just too long for us to have, but Ari had an amazing thread talking about this and the responsibility of the media and how they use images of black women, how they describe black women. I mean, Tariqa, you're here, so I mean, you can speak on it, but I mean, like that that's who I was thinking of. Like, I hated that Dawn had to say this, but she's been speaking on this, but I was just so concerned about Aaliyah who did actually break down still in her post game, but she, she was like, she wanted to cover her face. She wanted to hide. She didn't want the tears to be seen. Yeah, I've been listening and apologies for this whole crazy Wi-Fi situation, but um, I've been listening and there are so many things to unpack here in this entire scenario. Number one, it isn't an isolated incident. It's not like this is the first time that we have heard uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks be um, referenced in this way. And even, you know, I liken it to you know, remember when we first started really trying to get people to hone in on how they described football players, they would say they're beast. They would say, oh, that's a thoroughbred. They would say, like, these are the same people who don't understand or at least refuse to acknowledge that at some point in time in our history, these are the same terminologies and the same descriptions that were used against us when we were on the on the slave block or the trading block, you know, waiting to be sold. And so when you look at women's basketball and you think about how many times teams are described as extremely physical, that they're fighters, that like these are things that she's acknowledging, that the way that these black women are being described, even when you're trying to say in a category of, you know, we're just we're just talking about the game. We're just talking about, you know, their style of play. These are all things that still relatively relate back to black women and black people being described as inferior or being aggressive. It's the same thing with us as black women. Lord knows we can't show any emotion on any level or else we're angry, we're divas, we're whatever. And so this is the same thing that we're seeing and Dawn was tired of it. It had already, and, and, and again, I don't know if y'all remember this, but I sure do. There was a man by the name of Don Imus who called the whole Rutgers team nappy-headed, you know what? You know what I mean? So yeah. this is not the first time that this has happened right. in this sport. It is not the first time that it has happened with this team. And it got to a point where it needed to be addressed. Tarika, connect what Coach Staley uh, said uh, after the semifinal loss to what transpired last night and the conversation that took place in the aftermath of uh, Angel Reese uh, celebrating at the expense of Caitlin Clark. Yeah, well, you know, when when LSU's football team won the national championship in 2020, Joe Burrow, who I love Joe Burrow, I'm team Burrow Hive, let's do it, right? But when Joe Burrow was walking off that field, Joe Burrow was doing this. Joe Burrow was doing this. I didn't see not a single person have anything to say about Joe Burrow's gesture. It was looked at as that's a champion. That's the kind of guy that I want on my team. <clears throat> that's the kind of guy that I would love to exactly same energy. But women are not allowed to be emotional. Women are not allowed to show any type of anything other than 
with white America, and I don't really play, you know, respectability politics, so I'm gonna just call it what it is. Anything that white America does not seem or dignify as classy to them is then wrong for us. And that's exactly what this is. Now, I have actually been criticized this morning because I conducted a segment <clears throat> that was posted and displayed and aired well before the, the final four aired, well before any of that, because I believe that trash, trash talk is warranted in sports. So I did a segment it's on fun. Caitlin Clark's, it's fun. I did a segment on Caitlin Clark's trash talk ahead of the Louisville game, well, during the Louisville game, when she, you know, said to her friend, Haley Blith, you know, you're down 15 points, shut up, right? Yep. And so mm -hmm. I asked the Iowa team, so I asked the Iowa team, you know, as much as she trash talk, I also hear from you guys, because unlike other people that are criticizing, I'm actually in this sport, I'm actually talking to players, I'm actually covering these teams. So I said, I, I actually also hear that she motivates you guys, that she's a great motivator for your team. So you guys tell me your favorite moment of her either motivating you or talking trash on the court. And one of the things that they told me is that um, when she was doing this, she actually wasn't doing it to a player. She was doing it to a coach who was sitting on the bench because the coach and her had some inside joke that was going on. And so she was doing it to one of the player development coaches. She wasn't even doing it to the opposition. And that's all fine and well. Personally, I could care less who you were doing it to. If LSU wanted to use that as motivation to put up 102 points on you, let them do what yeah. they do. That's sports. <laughs> but let me, let, me, let me say this one thing, though. But let me say this one thing. And hear me out when I say this, because it's going to sound like uh, a yeah, but, but it's not. Joe Burrow, or even, for that matter, Aaron Donald, they didn't do it in the direction of the opposition the way that Angel Reese did to Caitlin Clark last night. But I understand why Angel Reese did it, because it seems like there was some understandable resentment. And it's, that's why that's why I should yeah. connect it because it's, there was understandable resentment toward Caitlin Clark. Not that she's not a great yeah. player, not that they don't respect her, but she, Caitlin Clark, <clears throat> Caitlin Clark got, got the smoke for the white privilege that she experiences from the media. So Caitlin Clark was, was, was getting it from, like <clears throat> Angel Reese was really going at the media. Angel Reese was really going at the establishment when she was doing that to Caitlin Clark because she's seeing somebody that's the embodiment of this entire season of criticism that she spoke to after the game. Does that make sense? So it, she didn't, it wasn't yeah. exactly apples to apples sort with Joe Burrow, but I understand so, exactly why so Angel Reese acted out. So sort of, because some of it was about the media, but some of it was directly to Caitlin Clark because yes, that's, SEC yes, right. sticks together, SEC sticks yes. together as, as a group. Yes. And one thing yeah. about the SEC this year is that they have been highly, as a conference, been disrespected in women's basketball. Mm. Outside of LSU, okay. only outside of LSU um, and Tennessee occasionally, like there were really no teams from the I'm, I'm sorry, not Tennessee outside of LSU and South Carolina. South Carolina. There were no teams. Yeah. yeah, there were no teams that really cracked the top 10. There were no teams that were talking. This is why it was so shocking to the world when Ole Miss defeated number one Stanford in the tournament. Right. Why? 
Ole Miss took South Carolina to overtime. Ole Miss is a team that is coached by a strong black woman in Yolette McEwen. Ole Miss is a team that has done well this entire year. So why was it such a surprise that this team could be a Stanford team who was coming into the tournament down two of three? They had lost two of their last three. So realistically, the SEC was a conference that had been consistently disrespected all year. LSU knew that. You add to that the fact that Caitlin Clark had been getting so much attention, deservingly yeah. so, but just yeah. your feelings are, you know, this person is being hyped up. Add to that the fact that there was a lot of criticism about LSU's schedule. Your schedule is soft. Y'all ain't played nobody. Blah, 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 blah. Add to that the fact that you yeah. waved off Raven Johnson. Right. You did. Exactly. The, you did the self check. They, they took that yeah. very disrespectful. Right. It was, and they took that, personal. and they took that personally. <laughs> yes. And they, yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, and they took that personally. And I, and I took that personally. Yeah. Hey, hey, but you know, Mike. Yeah. Hey, 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 but you know, Mike, Tarika, Nat. I mean, the wave off. That's just being a competitor. I mean, you got that's just, just being a competitor. That, that's that fine. Is, watch you just let that but go. Understand? They that's were just being a competitor back in return. That's But that again. Whatever. Thank you for the Thank you for the insight. Thank you for the insight, Sarika. But that's what we were saying. Nothing happens in a vacuum. And there was a whole lot of casuals chiming in last night. And I ain't saying I'm like hardcore like that. But this was all, a, there was a buildup to last night. That did not just happen yeah. spontaneously. Yeah. Sarika, thanks for joining us, girl. Thank we'll talk you to you soon me. about your Colts and, and see if your Colts draft the quarterback or make a play for no. tomorrow. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Y'all later for that. I, for one, think that the new CBA, the new seven-year CBA, Sam Amick, that the uh, from the Athletic, that the NBA and the Players Association just uh, agreed to, is a certified masterpiece. Like I don't know which part I love more. I mean, whether it's players being allowed to invest uh, in the NBA and w- WNBA teams being sponsored by gambling sure. uh, ventures or cannabis businesses, uh, more than one stu- uh, designated supermax. The midseason tournament, positionless All NBA uh, rights uh, 
rights revenue going into BRI. I'm probably missing something. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, the one and done rule. Oh, sick minimum games played for awards. One and done is still a part of it. But what is your favorite part of the CBA? Or conversely, Sam, uh, do you take exception with any part of this new CBA from what we know about it so far? First of all, appreciate you guys having me, Michael. Michael, Natalie, thank Thanks you. For coming uh, it's funny. I know Natalie's got some some roots in the Bay. Draymond is being pretty subjective here. You know what I mean? Like Draymond's mad about the Warriors situation, the second luxury tax apron and the kind of guardrails that it puts up for owners like Joe Lacob to go out and spend like drunken pirates when it comes to keeping dynasties together. Uh, I had not seen that video with CJ. And, and one quick thought on that front, it, it never ceases to amaze me in times of labor negotiations, how the union, even with guys that are very capable in the boardroom, good leaders, Chris Paul, CJ McCollum, they, they have a hard time getting their body together. Meaning like to hear CJ say, well, they got my number is yet another sign like we've seen in the past that they, they just, they have a hard time with the messaging being consistent. Draymond's pretty high profile. His criticism was very loud. Uh, like you said though, Michael, I think there's a lot of good stuff in here for the players, uh, specifically it's very modern. that ability. Yeah, it is very modern. Well, and so I looked at it again today, and I mean, the the ability to invest in NBA teams, I'm dying to see the fine print on this. Like, how is that going to work? I own X percentage of this team, but now I got traded. I play over here. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming and trusting that they work that type of stuff out. But that is very uh, outside the box. That is very, you know, pl- you know, player centric, pro player. Um, you know, the play-in tournament. Or I'm sorry, the mid-season tournament. I'm a little lukewarm on. I understand they're trying to spice up the middle of the schedule. I hate the idea that inevitably we're going to have some games where, you know, they assign arbitrary double value to some regular season games where maybe Team X has a, a bad run health-wise, and now that's having a ripple effect months later. Uh, because of the way they set up the the in-season tournament. We'll see how that goes. I'm a little bit of a creature of habit, so maybe I'm just being resistant to change. But but all in all, they I think they did get a lot of stuff that moves the league forward for players. Well, Sam, you know I, I take great exception to it. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I do. And I, I feel like, yeah. obviously, what I think many people aren't missing, like Draymond was offended by it, but so were Warriors fans. And the reason why it's ridiculous is not just because the Warriors and teams like them, it's not just about Joe Lake of spending the money because the Clippers spend money and other franchises have spent money and are over that apron. The issue is that when you develop, you're you're being penalized for developing and drafting your players because the Warriors are hitting their apron because largely their core are players that they drafted and develop like they didn't just go out and buy a team Steph, Dre, Clay, Jordan Poole who's going to kick in next year right these were all players who they drafted and there's no kind of exception made for that so now they're paying these guys because they deserve the money but now as a result of this penalty either they let the guys walk and these other teams who didn't have the same success get to benefit from the Warriors work or they keep them and they don't have access to the mid-level exception. They don't have access right. on the buyout market to go get guys. They wouldn't have been able to even acquire a Dante this year. I don't see how that's fair. You want the teams to develop, but yet you're penalizing a team that developed. Very, very valid points. I get the sense from the NBA's standpoint that the counter 
for them, agree or disagree, I think part of what's happening here, everybody, is that the owners and the Bucks are a good example. My understanding, my kind of insight and intel on it is the Bucks' motivation, Mark Lazary, partly to sell, was that he he looked at a future in which paying Chris Middleton, paying Brooke Lopez, paying Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, paying Drew Holiday was untenable unless, and not even if you do win a championship. The, the the revenue that came into that franchise, even with the championship, the valuation increase that came into that franchise, even with the championship, uh, you know, the, their understanding of it is did not justify the cost year over year over year. And the tough reality the NBA is faced with is that when it comes to the type of people with the type of bank accounts to own these franchises, that pool of people is obviously incredibly small because of how much cash we are talking about. And I get the sense with Michael Jordan now in talks of, you know, selling Charlotte with the Phoenix having been sold, you start hearing more and more rumblings of these teams and these owners essentially saying, man, you know what? I could just flip this thing, get out of this NBA business, make all my money now because I don't want to pay these prices to compete, to contend. The fan in me, a hundred percent is on your side. I think the business reality is such that they don't want these organizations to become short-term ownership time and again because the owners don't like the, the formula, if that makes sense. Hey, but on the bright side, they ain't tested for weed no more. So there's that. Hey, Sam, <laughs> thank you so much, man. <laughs> we, we, we appreciate you coming through and dropping knowledge, man. Let's do it again soon, all right? Of course, guys. Appreciate you. Have a good day. You too, brother. Thank all right, you. Thanks, Sam. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I've been watching basketball for a long time. Since before you were born, Natalie, I have never seen anybody do this. I have never seen not, like, this is this to follow your shot. Follow your shot. Like, I mean, a seven footer taking a three and jamming home the miss. Like, they don't do that in dunk <laughs> okay. contests. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not a dunk. Not a dunk. Now, I've seen a, a old play. I think it's Larry Bird missing Larry, the shot. Yeah, Larry Bird. Getting yeah, a, and then catching the rebound. The but, but, yeah. But yeah. he shoots it. Yeah, he shoots but it. But this. Yeah. Dog, I mean, that's like, the, okay. but, but look how small the court looks to him. Like it yeah. looks like a, a it looked like a driveway to him. Like it don't even look like a, a, a regulation basketball court. Like, but you know, this dude is insane. He's a, it's you know what I like? Him, you know, Natalie, Natalie, you know what I like about it though? What? Play it one more time. It's not just it's not just the mystery and, and not the follow up dunk. It's his response. He handled it with class. <laughs> And you know he barely even I, like jumped. I'm to just dunk playing with that. y'all. I'm just no, playing with y'all. I, I, this this just gets me going. This I, I I just can't I can't get past it. But by the way, nobody. Whatever happened to the tanking for uh, Wimby? 
Yeah. That seemed like a lot of people are really tanking for him. I thought Utah no. would. Oklahoma no. City. Playing got rid of all of that. Playing got rid of all of that. But they don't look as nasty as I thought they'd be. Now, Detroit, I thought Detroit was trying to play better. In Houston, they looked terrible, but that was supposed to be like five or six teams that were going to be bad. I mean, players try to win. Orgs try to take. Hey, Natalie. Stay classy, Natalie. (laughs) The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.